0: Glad to be with you. That sound today is the sound of the weekend. For people who watch daily, it's not. It's just the sound of another show because we're every day for Mug Club members. Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at notkjared. Me at S. Crowder. I mm-hmm. fulfill my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. We good?
1: We're good. I appreciate that.
0: We are good. And, of course, right at kind of G. Morgan Jr. in the studio with us today. Boom. Yes, sir. There we go. Are you doing like Babe Ruth, pointing out? No, your... I'm, I'm just I'm pointing to the people. The people want to see the point. Oh, you're not You're not <laughs> supposed to act like there's a camera. That... Oh, we need to teach him. He's such a hack. I don't know why we brought him in uh, here in the first camera. place. I I said people. Uh, Gavin McInnes, stop speaking with your finger. This isn't 3D. There's no purpose <laughs> to it. <laughs> Um, Gavin McInnes. (laughs) Gavin McInnes is going to be on later. We have another surprise guest. Uh, we don't know who that's going to be yet, but we'll be reading your tweets Mm -hmm. live with said guest. Incredibly excited for today's show. A lot of controversy to get to. Right off the bat, we talked about earlier in the week, remember this, Japan refused to accept any refugees. Uh, there were no protests because Japanese people are, let's be honest. They get
1: away with everything. (laughs) You're racist!
0: (laughs) Um... Well noted. Yeah. But they make great video games. They do. Yoshi could only been uh, only been thought up by a Japanese person. Also, they have uh, splendid drugs. Hence Yoshi. So uh, no one seems too upset. Well, now France is following in their direction. They are going to build a wall to protect the (laughs) Eiffel Tower. So a (laughs) couple points there. France is clearly racist. Uh, Also, walls work. Yes. So I think there's a moral. Surprise. The the moral to this Aesop fable is. Look before you make stupid arguments against an immigration wall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it turns out, you know, France, this was a long time coming. uh, They were in in dire need, as you can see. Uh, At some point, you've got to, Uh, I mean, they force your hand. That's tough. They force your hand. Um, Nice little stereotype in there with a croissant. I don't know who did that. Good touch. Uh, So this is good now, too, because, you know, Assad, talking about Syrian President Assad, did say definitively, in fact, he said, of course, of course, as Cenk would say, our favorite uh, Armenian genocide denier in chief, there are terrorists coming in with refugees. Who so would have thunk it? Who would have thought?
1: would have How it? are we
0: always vindicated? Uh, there's no segue here. Speaking of things that <laughs> suck, I guess, kind of like terrorist refugees. It's bad. It'll ruin your day. You know what else will ruin your day? This is hashtag trending all over the place. Netflix has decided to release a new series based on a film of the same name, Dear White People. Here's what they have to offer.
2: Dear White People, here's a list of acceptable Halloween costumes. Pirates, slutty nurse, any of our first 43 presidents top of the list of unacceptable costumes, me. Wow.
0: Mm, you know, now I know that could seem offensive to some, mm-hmm. uh, but I, m- most important to me is I feel like they're, they're treading on very... Very thin ice as far as copyright. Because yeah. this did, you, did you catch it too? Yeah. You caught that. Yeah. I, I think this has been done before. One would almost say the, the, the comparisons are too close for comfort.
1: <laughs> Dear not not gay people, here's a list of acceptable Halloween costumes. Pirates, slutty nurse, wolf blitzer. Top of the list of unacceptable costumes? Me.
0: Did you see those similarities? What hacks those people? I I don't know. know. I'm only offended by their lack of originality. That's right. So right away, dear white people, uh, Gizmodo is painting all of the people who dislike this Netflix program called Dear White People, a program designed exclusively to excoriate people of the white race. Uh, They want to paint them all as alt-right. They want to paint them as all racist. Here's something that's important to note. A couple of things here. Um, This is based on a film. Did you know this? They actually had a film. Yeah, there was a film it was Dear White two and People. And a half hours, there right? was a Yeah, there was a film Dear White People. Now people like to say it was funded it was $50,000. No, actually the budget at shooting was north of a million dollars. That doesn't include any advertising budget. I saw posters for this everywhere. You did too, right mm-hmm. Jared? All all over yes. the place. Didn't you Nakei Jared? Yeah, I saw I, them. I, I couldn't stop seeing them. I couldn't stop seeing them. My time and And then they went away because yeah. Because no one saw it. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. So a $1 million budget plus advertising, which I I guess would be several million dollars. They don't disclose those numbers. And a $4 million gross. Uh, I guess internationally, $5 million gross. This is not a successful film. Okay, we need to understand that it was not a successful film, which, which tells you something. This tells you that it's not even a profit motive for Netflix. It's an ideological one. As a matter of fact, Netflix here, they're willing to forego... A profitable business model because they think that their agenda is oh so important to thrust upon you That's what we need to real that's why people are getting really tired of of uh, I hate to use the term mainstream media But the leftist mm-hmm. entertainment establishment and places like Netflix This isn't even a successful show usually shows that are created from films are, are taken from big franchises big films. Uh, yeah.
1: Fargo for one Fargo Fargo was a great series based on a great series. Movies. Yeah, it was actually very good but yeah, there's a certain certain amount of honesty and profit, I think, yeah. that even uh, if you disagree with the greed, whatever you want to call it, at least there's kind of a yeah. there's a clear motive. There's so if there's, not, the, if, if there's not monetary something to gain... You see it with what Hollywood.
0: It? We talked about that. They did it with Redacted, Lions for Lambs, Rendition. They had a whole slew of anti-war yeah. films. Yeah. And you see it with this. So be aware of what they're trying to feed you. And I bet you, I, I would be willing to bet, it probably won't be very successful. And they'll keep it on anyways. They'll renew it for a second season, just like uh, a bunch of lesbians in a prison yard. One, uh, one, one hint we might have. That mm-hmm. it might not be so successful is if you look at the like to dislikes ratio. Oh, yeah. On, that? The, on the like trailer. On the, the trailer ratio on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. 129,000 dislikes drastic. to 7,000 likes. And here's like, you don't have to be. They, they try and make it seem here at Gizmodo and the leftist articles, they try and make it seem as though it's all alt right neo Nazi racist to 120- You couldn't even find 129,000 alt right neo no. Nazi racists in the country. As though. Everyone else in the country who maybe even voted for Barack Obama, who maybe even might consider themselves progressive, don't want to log into their Netflix timeline and see dear white people, effectively a show telling you you suck. Yep. As though you have to be a racist to not be thrilled about a show condemning you for something over which you have no control. A level of melanin, it would be just like, I don't know, Tom Cruise logging in and says, dear under five foot four people. <laughs> it is a sad thing. It's, it's an attack the second and you log into Netflix. It doesn't Uh mean that you're racist. And and, 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 in trying to to, um, vindicate themselves here, this is, I don't know if you caught this at Gizmodo. So they were talking about people who were upset with dear white people. I think justifiably so. Or at the very least, uh, they don't want their hard-earned dollars going to a company that would push out this kind of propaganda. They wrote this. Then again, those in need of a safe space to be racist have been boycotting a whole lot lately. Polls Discord, I think meaning a 4chan message board or Reddit, chat spent much of its Super Bowl issuing boycotts against, boycotts against companies whose commercials hurt their feelings, including Kia, Audi, Budweiser, and T-Mobile. Now, I know Audi. We all know about Audi because they, yeah. they perpetuated the false wage gap myth. Yep, the whole, you know, yeah, there. B-
1: so, yeah. Right, wrong, wrong. <laughs> wrong.
0: Wrong. So it wasn't so much protesting Audi uh, so much as lies. Mm. Generally yeah. speaking, people have problems with lies in commercials. Those are do, yeah, When that, you said that women yeah. are valued at half. You saw the commercial. I did, it, yes. It, did it make your blood boil? It did. It, it aggravated me. Aggravated me a lot. It's aggravating me, you little uh, bastard. Can't, can't you tell I'm using my <laughs> aggravated yeah. voice you right now? You seem very passionate <laughs> about being aggravated. <laughs> um, but the other companies... Not, Kia. I I don't know. And you can tweet me at S. Crowder or tweet at Nokia Jared. I have not seen... I had not heard at all of a Kia boycott. Mm-mm. Apparently, there was a Melissa McCarthy commercial that was a comedy where she was saving whales and the whales hit it. it was really, really silly. It was yeah. pratfalls. So here's what's important. When you're reading an article from Gizmodo or Daily Beast, there are n- no sources, no hyperlinks, often no bylines in these articles. They're written anonymously, and it's it's death by a thousand cuts. They just throw in all of these different companies. They throw it in with one valid one, Audi, and I think that's valid for people to be upset with Audi, but but Kia, I actually ran a Google search, and I couldn't find any proof whatsoever of conservative boycott against Kia outside of one article at CNN Money where they included one tweet of someone who's upset by Kia, <laughs> Dr. No, <laughs> with two likes and 82 followers. There were, 83, <laughs> 83 80, oh, 30. there we, we go.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> Get it right,
0: my <laughs> lord. So, I mean, talk Credit about scraping the bottom of the barrel with, with, with that one. They want to, t- and say, again, what are they doing? They're trying to say conservatives have no sense of humor. Conservatives just boycott everything. So, of course, they're going to boycott sure. uh, dear white people. Well, no, they don't boycott everything. They get upset when you lie, like Audie, or they get upset when they (laughs) log into their Netflix uh, queue and see their entire race of people being insulted. Not only race, but generally an ideology, right? It's going to be a giant slam against anyone who voted for Trump or anyone who's even moderately conservative. That's what it is. But it's death by a thousand cuts. If you're reading these articles and you're not politically involved, you think, well, conservatives have boycotted Kia, they boycotted T-Mobile, they boycott Starbucks, they boycott Dunkin' Donuts, they boycott everything, even though it's not true. I can't remember the last thing we actually boycott. And if we do, we're really bad at it. Typically what we do is we support companies. Like Chick Fil A, whenever right. some somebody, somebody goes after them, they liberals always take money away from it. We always put money back in. We just support their enemies if they don't like that. Company. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> there's Target, but I can't really think of anything outside of that, that was a major. Yeah, but that wasn't Target. Even organized all that. No, well. Target no. was
0: they kicked out the Salvation Army yeah. Santas because Salvation really was offensive, and they said it's the bell ringing. No, since
1: then the, the transgender issue. The
0: transgender yeah, issue. We, yeah. got, we but, got angry about it, but we didn't boycott in mass. No, no, you know? no, no. Soccer moms no. can't go anywhere but Target sometimes, and those are mostly Republicans. They do drag their butts into Target. So here's. My issue, uh, I mean, again, death by a thousand cuts, just you have to, we're at a point where you have to fact check every single thing you're reading. And if you accept, oh, I guess conservatives boycott Kia, most people out there who read Gizmodo accept this. And, and, And you know what? Let's just be frank here. You know, dear white people, thank you so much. Thank you so much for going out there and constantly being browbeaten. You know what, dear white people, how about this? If you're not racist, okay, let's start with this. If you're not racist, you know in your heart that you're not racist. You've never had a racist thought or you never committed a racist act. Don't feel guilty for being racist because someone else says so. Dear white people, you know what? Thank you for being so tolerant and progressive that you elected the first black president to the United States of America, thereby completely discrediting the myth of systemic discrimination. Systemic, not individual assholes, but systemic discrimination at the highest levels of office in the land. And dear white people, thank you so much for subsequently realizing that president sucked. and (laughs) a. (laughs) electing a new administration the crossover is startling people who voted for obama who then voted for donald trump and dear white people how about this thank you so much for being so patient and so tolerant while you are browbeaten and guilted and Completely, blatantly, straightforwardly insulted by the media, by the Hollywood establishment, by programs like this, largely using your dollar and boycotting peacefully, even though you've never done anything racist, you've never committed a racist act, and you're seven generations removed from slavery. Dear white people, thank you for that. Um also also penicillin. That's, That's kind of available. nice. It's useful, useful. We'll be back. <laughs>
2: Dormio
0: Dad, what are you doing here? I I wanna go to bed. Don't bother me. I'm sleeping. Come on, mom's looking for you. Time to go home. Go. You think you could get me one of these Dormio mattresses? I'll see what I can do. Okay, I'm tired. I'm just saying they're- they're a sponsor- I know! Just go! I'm tired! That's not how this works! Go! I'll see what I can do!
2: Hello Mattress, my old friend I've come to lay with you again Because of vision I was dreaming Of you and I together sleeping and the comfort
0: dormio mattresses sleepwithcrowder.com for specials and free shipping and a pillow
2: within the sound of silence
0: Better stop it. (laughs) We have Gavin McInnes coming up after that surprise guest. Did anyone guess who it was? Anyone guess who it was? (laughs) Senator Ted Cruz! The Sultan of The Sultan of Spank. When it comes to debating the mopper of Bernie's, it might as well have just been a father bending his child yes. over his <laughs> knee. <laughs> we'll discuss that with the senator, of course, in a distinguished way. Uh, speaking of the opposite of distinguished, see that nice little segue? Right, Samantha B. Pretty good. Ah. Samantha B is apparently back from, uh, I think she took a break from doing her show. You can tell because of the aroma of bitch that fills the studio. <laughs> At TBS? Pungent. Um, She is, I believe, the worst offender of completely taking clips out of context. She did it this week. Well, first, let's watch her set it up.
3: First, after briefly banning Kellyanne Conway for being a flaxen-haired fountain of lies, CNN let her back through the gates straight into Jake
0: Tapper's cage. And they haven't fed him this week. Oh, so catty. She's a strong woman. I don't know what this is. This know. is either a tiger or a Westboro Baptist baby with a flipper. Uh, Floppy fish. That's, that's the sound wow. of the Westboro Baptist we have church being born. <laughs> it's for it, people listening on audio, terrestrial. Um, so, what was she talking about that was so, that was so, uh, just, it, it was just such an own, such an epic fail for Kellyanne Conway? Here's the montage she showed her audience. Saying that we don't cover terrorism, that's just false. Sprays of falsehoods coming from the White House. How about
4: the president's statements that are false? Falsehoods? False. False.
3: Damn, damn. Jake.
4: At first glance,
0: it would look like Jake got the better of those exchanges. Now, it's it's, it's easy to look as though you mopped the floor with someone when you don't show any of their responses. (laughs) It's like arguing with a kung fu doll. Mm. Um... Here's the thing with this. Taking someone out of context, we get this a lot. They like, oh, go, you edited a clip, you edited a video. We get that a lot when we do hidden camera videos. Yeah. All videos are edited. All clips are edited, okay? By, by its very definition, if you have 19 hours of raw footage and you have a 10 minute video, um, that's selectively editing. So I don't, I don't wanna claim that here. Here's what's important. Editing out of context means you're making something look to be uh, an event that it wasn't. Maybe even making it look to be the opposite. So Samantha Bee does this, and she's not really making comedic points. She's using it to make political points. Look at her sources on the show. It's almost always Salon, Vox, uh, Daily Kos, uh, Huffington Post. So you know where she's coming from. No context was provided. Here is how Kellyanne Conway uh, answered those, you didn't even see the questions, you just saw accusations of false, but you tell me if it looks like an owned What the president is saying there, Jake, is that there are other attacks that don't get as much coverage. Obviously, the very sad incidents that you related were, frankly, CNN did amazing coverage. Well, I did this past week, and I regretted it tremendously because I used the wrong word to describe something several times. And I'm sorry because I've spoken literally millions of words on TV, I'm sure. I'm handed the information, I think you referred to it as well, that we have had an increase from 2014 to 2015. Yeah, I said that. In rapes and murders and assaults. I'm probably looking at the same data you are. Hmm. Sounds well, pretty reasonable. Reasonable, yes. And you know what? Maybe even Jake Maybe Jake Tapper even got the better of her in that interview. Maybe it wasn't Kellyanne Conway's strongest interview. I'd advise going to watch it, the full 25-minute interview. I think we have it up at louderwithcrowder.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it certainly wasn't an owning. An owning, no. And, 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 and one could say that's an isolated incident. But in the very be. same show, I would argue, taking out of context. Minutes, with, later. Minutes, minutes later. Minutes later, Samantha Bee presented the debate between Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Bernie Sanders as going down like this.
3: I disagree with Ted who wants to give incredible tax breaks to millionaires and billionaires. When my dad went to Texas in 1957, when he was 18, he couldn't speak English.
1: Incredible tax breaks to the top
3: 1%. Okay. And Bernie's solution, you know, I'm reminded of an old Saturday Night Live skit with Christopher Walken, where they're playing in a band and he keeps ringing the cowbell.
0: Now that being said, Ted Cruz didn't make it's, that joke sound incredibly serious. <laughs> <He did. laughs> he did. It was very poor delivery. Poor yeah, delivery. I'll give him that. Now why did the chicken now now why did the chicken cross the road? Vote for me. So, <laughs> I, I'll give her that. But here's the thing. They tried to make it seem as though Bernie was substantive. That's probably the one time Bernie ever referenced numbers, right? It was the top one percent.
1: Yeah, so it really even a yeah. fact as much as just it's just a figure. And they try to make it yeah.
0: sound like Ted Cruz was nonsensical and just going off on tangents as though it wasn't clearly Bernie Sanders looking like someone trying to escape the old folks home uh, or just wandered in playing Pokemon He didn't make it out, Go. by the way. No. No, he's <laughs> no, still there. No. <laughs> uh, where's Dregly Pop? Hashtag pray for Bernie. <laughs> Hashtag pray for Bernie. So this, this is important to note, because even, even impartial observers said, you know what, this was not a good showing for Bernie, um, which shows you that Samantha B can't even be honest in her assessment. We genuinely try to be honest here, at least object. And I know we, have bi- we all have inherent biases, so, so I'll forgive that. But the proactive editing, if you watch her show all the time, and then afterwards she does something so dishonest, trying to give herself a pat in the back, watch.
3: I can honestly say I would give my left tit to have either one of you wonderful, mansplaining pricks in the White House right now.
0: Right now, and everyone cheers. This is why Donald Trump should not apologize. This is why conservatives out there should not apologize. This is why guilted, browbeating, dear white people should not apologize. Because this is what the left does, right? They go, well, now because of Trump, Ted Cruz, just like they'll say, well, you know what? Compared to Trump, John McCain is okay, or Mitt Romney is okay, or Mitch McConnell is okay, or Ted Cruz is okay. They say it now when they're no longer a threat. But when those same people, if you go back in time, when every single one of them was politically relevant, they got the exact same attacks and treatment as Donald Trump. You were racist, xenophobic, trans homophobic, they only try and concede some ground when you're no longer running for office. So Samantha B. now trying to act as though she would take the moral high road. Well, not all Republicans are the same. Donald Trump is really bad. I could have been okay with Ted Cruz. Well, here's what she actually had to say about Ted Cruz.
3: Who is Ted Cruz and why is he so hated and how come he always looks like he's covered in a glistening layer of slime, even though we know that can't possibly be true? Does Ted believe in dominionism? I hope not. It certainly contradicts that book he memorized in high school while no one was having sex with him. Even God cannot stand to have a direct conversation with Ted Cruz.
0: By the way, after that, she volunteered her time for an anti-bullying campaign. Yes. <laughs> 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 It wouldn't be so hard to swallow if you know they didn't just turn around and I can't believe that our president's that pussy! God literally hates Ted Cruz! You said a naughty word! <laughs> and this is something, we, you know, this is what, we streamed, you were, you were yeah. both there, you were both there! Yeah, absolutely! Yeah, I, I was mostly there, and not for the yeah, fifth well, beer. Um, we live-streamed true. the entire debate! The entire debate, and we encourage people to watch the entire... We did it with every single presidential debate and primary debate.
1: And we left it all up. We didn't just cut the highlight reel no, for you. We right. Didn't we didn't just cut the reel. We didn't just
0: watch the first half of the Super Bowl and say, no. Go Falcons! We watched all of it, and you know what that means? Is, is we can't hide in the kind of dishonesty that the left does. No. If we watch an entire debate, for example, if we watch the whole debate, and if Bernie Sanders really mopped the floor with Ted Cruz, we would have to go, well... This doesn't look. This is not a good day for Ted. You know why? Because we would look silly if we simply lied to you. Are you going to believe me, or you're lying eyes and ears? So we we provide as much context as possible, and it keeps us somewhat accountable. And this shows you again the left is a system of ideas and certainly a political platform today that relies on giving you less information. It relies on keeping you in the dark. It relies on not informing you as to how economics work. I'm not informing you as to how taxes are procured. It, it, it relies on not informing you as to how expensive health care is. It relies on less information. Whereas the Big Ten, I don't even say conservatism, but conservatism, libertarianism, uh, whatever Dave Rubin is, ism, actually requires more information more and context. keep us accountable. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, I think it's uh, speaking of which, I bet you Samantha B. would take this out of context as well. We're gonna have Gerald Morgan Jr. at G Morgan Jr. doing some mathematics Ooh, here for we me. Go. Here we go. I don't go. know how I feel about it because your last yes. name does not end with Berg, Steen, or Chan. I will <laughs> do my best. <laughs> So the Walmart CEO, this is not news, but uh, made n- 19 million dollars, a Walmart CEO. Fortune ran an article recently uh, saying, here's how long it would take a Walmart worker to earn the CEO pay. Now, this is very much like we saw with the tactic of Bernie Sanders. Just if you have, fi- if you have 50 employees, you need to provide health care. So what they want you to see is 19 million. That's a lot. I have no millions. 19, that's 19 more than my millions. <laughs> <laughs> um and get you mad this is what they do this is how they again less information but let's put that into context walmart has 1.5 million employees actually 2.5 million 1.5 million full-time employees verified nobody can test this okay so if you take the ceo's pay of 19 million dollars that means he's only paid 13 dollars per employee at walmart um Important note here, uh, th- th- this is the kind of math that, that people like Samantha Bee or Senator Sanders don't understand because they've never actually had to make payroll. So they want to determine yeah. how people <laughs> like me do or Imagine that. Gerald Morgan That's Jr. That um, here's what I would like to do. And even, this is not how the business works. Uh, I understand for CEOs, but just to give you some context, if you bring in a big, you know, a big fish, you reel in a big fish at a financial firm, right? An investor, uh, you get a finder's fee. So if I say, let's say I bring in someone who, you know, bring in a million-dollar account, I get a fee because I was the one who went out and brought that account to the firm. It's typically about six percent. I know some people say, oh, my firm, it's five point. It's about six percent. Okay, let's operate with that six percent. Again, I know this isn't how CEOs work, but what if we were to take that principle? Just to look as far as what's fair for someone to be paid and apply it to a CEO outwardly with how many people are making incomes, with how many dollars this person is actually putting in the pockets of employees, thus the American economy. What if we were to give them a finder's fee? Well, then it might give us a better, I guess, just some scope as to what would be fair. So, all right, you got your calculator ready? It's ready to go. G. Morgan Jr., all right, let's see if you can keep up with the Asian counterparts at your previous university. Ah, uh, the abacus. You will be able to. Here okay. we go. The average salary for a Walmart full-time worker is somewhere around $30,000. Again, we're just going to round these numbers, $30,000, okay? So let's take $30,000 times 0.06, a 6% finder's fee. Let's say you gave the CEO a 6% finder's fee just for all the jobs that he helps create. That would be $1,800. $1,800 per employee. Let's multiply that by 1.5 million employees. So with just a 6% finder's fee, the CEO would be making $2.7 billion dollars. Now, I'm not saying the CEO should be paid $2.7 billion. I'm not saying we should pay these finder fees. But what I am saying is, if you provide context, the more context you provide to business, the more you realize that the classist politics are being played from people like Samantha Bee and Bernie Sanders. Again, they're required to keep you in the dark. 19! 19, 19 million! 2.5 million, million employees. You know, they brought up this woman with the with the, uh, the hair salon. If you have over 50 employees, you need to pay... She, had, she said she had under... 50, by the way, but he just said, if you have over 50, you need to, okay, you need to provide free health care, is what Bernie Sanders says. Well, what does that mean? They're going to lay off 25 employees or put 25 on part-time raise the
1: cost of their their, prices through the roof. Exactly. No business. You
0: have no context as to uh, how much money. Sometimes you have people who could be running multi-million dollar businesses, and they're paying their VPs, they're paying their top employees six figures, and they're not making a dime. They're borrowing money to pay for inventory or payroll taxes for the next year. I'm not saying that's what's happening with Walmart, but it is important to put this into context. $19 million for a CEO of a company with 1.5 million full-time workers is actually remarkably low. But just like keeping you in the dark, just like providing you less information, the left, here's something that's important. Capitalism can only operate in optimism. It can only operate where people believe in the, the best in themselves. Uh, socialism, as you see with Bernie Sanders, it has, to, it has to appeal to the lowest portions of our humanity. You have to not provide context and say, here's a big number. 19 million, and what do you do? You have to buy votes through jealousy, through, through people being envious, through covetousness. It requires that you not provide them context as to the work, as to the risk, the risk-reward ratio, as to what they're actually making per employee, as to the billions or millions or hundreds of thousands, doesn't matter the size of business that they are injecting into the economy, the other lives that are improved from this person having started that business. It wants you to be jealous and get your slice just because. So let's, let's stop using the term compassionate conservatism. I think conservatism is pretty compassionate. I think you've gotta be a selfish asshole to be a socialist. We'll be back after this, <laughs> Gavin McInnes. It pays to be prepared. You don't need to be a doomsday prepper or conspiracy theorist. It's worth it to have peace of mind. And that's why right now, Ladder with Cratter has a promotion with preparewithcr.com, where you can go do this online at preparewithcr.com or call 888-457-3453 where you can get your 30-day supply of emergency food, drink, dehydrated food for $99 shipped free. That's at preparewithcr.com or call 888-457-3453. Set it down somewhere in your basement, your den, and forget about it and just know that it's there uh, if you need it. Hey, hey, don't. You won't speak unless spoken to bathroom use the bathroom bucket
5: okay. this, this way. yeah oh! uh. looks like timmy's in for a checkup because he's feeling sluggish Oh, Timmy, just as the doctor suspected, you have IEDS, Informative Entertainment Deficiency Syndrome. The good news is there's a cure for that. LottoWithCrowder.com slash mug club. For only $99 annually, $69 for students, active military, or veterans, you can cure yourself of the plague that is IEDS. LottoWithCrowder.com slash mug club. Don't be a bitch.
0: right we are back i just assaulted my microphone (laughs) your microphone (laughs) i I had no idea if it was our guest and it was a big screw you and i just got dizzy for some reason i think my Uh, blood sugar was low always love to have this next guest always controversial but very intelligent most of the time uh (laughs) insightful entertaining compoundmedia.com is where you can watch his daily program gavin mcginnis thank you for being here sir
4: thanks for having me
0: why are you flaying your why are you doing the sean king nostril flare
4: it's a new look. I'm trying to develop a new face. There's different faces you can have.
0: That's true. I'm not a like fan Donald of Donald
4: Trump and De Niro have that thing that New Yorkers get when they've been saying no to bums for right. 20 years. No, I don't need to change. No, 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 no.
0: Gonna build a tower.
4: Gonna build right, a tower.
3: You
4: there you go. And, and then in Scotland, they have Sham Gabbett. Where the accent gets so intense, by the way, that you actually, your cheeks get all chipmunky and it's called sham shamgabbit because your face is altered by your accent.
0: Why don't, why don't, before we get that far down the trail, why don't they just speak properly?
4: Yeah, that would make sense. It right. would make sense. <laughs> Everything so- the Scots do is out of spite. Their parliament, their politics, and their language is an FU to the rest of Europe and obviously Britain. Also the kilts.
0: They decided to kind of buck the trend and go the other way on that one. Uh, Gavin, speaking of which, you were at NYU
4: while we were in
0: New York. Did you actually get maced or pepper sprayed?
4: Yes, I thought that was the custom there. Did, does that not happen to everyone? <laughs> but,
0: no, it's, it's not the greeting, uh, the official greeting of New York, oh. but
4: it's sort of... It, I was going to say, NYU should change their policy on that, because it's incredibly painful, and not, no one's going to want to go. What was it, now, was it pepper spray or was it mace? Because there's a big difference. Uh, well, when I was washing my face, I did taste... A semblance of pepper, which made me very happy because I realized this is not sulfuric acid. It's going to make this gorgeous mug disfigured. Right. <laughs> so
0: there's just, just a little bit of cayenne. It's kind of like when my dog was chewing on the trash can. We put hot sauce on there to get him to stop, but then he just ate the trash can, just started chewing through it. It turns out he likes hot sauce. Um, hot sauce. Was it, now, this is the
4: ant, was it the antifa? how do we pronounce
0: it? Antifa, antifa, antifa? I don't think
4: they even know. So was they, it, they don't even know what their political beliefs are, let alone how to pronounce their own name. Right. Well,
0: now, but was it them who pepper sprayed you?
4: Yes. Okay. So they showed up to your speech.
0: And I know, first off, Gavin was upset that we were in New York and didn't let him know. We had to keep our operations very covert uh, because we, people – a Blabbermouth? Yes. So, <laughs> so what was this like? Did you know beforehand they were gathering, they were protesting, or was it just was a guy just covert? Like he had dyed his hair, he he looked like a Gavin McGinnis fan, he wore a T-shirt and just surprise, surprise, man! And
4: pepper spray. He there was about uh, twenty. Further, there there's two hundred liberal college students that think that I was there to promote hate speech and wanted to make their voices heard. Right. Then there was maybe twenty, really just dumb. People whose heart is in the right place. And they were just there giving me the finger. And yeah. then there was another 20. And then within that group, by the way, was guys who just wanted to punch me and think that they can. Yeah. And then the other group was about 20 Antifa people, all dressed in black, faces covered up. And so we were told a secret door to go in through the back where we would be safe. Yeah, And I said, I'm not doing that. This is America. I'm going through the front door. I have nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to do a talk defending pedophilia or well, something. You have plenty to be ashamed
0: I'm- of, just not in that specific instance.
4: I, I didn't even really have a subject for my talk. I think I was going to talk about how white supremacy is a myth and you guys have this looming specter of nazism yeah. floating around every corner and your teachers lied to you that doesn't exist. Right. But I didn't I didn't uh I didn't plan it out. They just said, "Stop hate speech. We can't allow hate speech. He's, he wants to murder trans and anyway, hold uh, on to, to clarify for the record. Off-
0: do you want to murder trans or you just want mild torture? <laughs>
4: Well, unfortunately for all the gays and trannies out there, not only do I not care about you, nobody does. It's a trick question because they all kill themselves anyway. We don't want you to alter our bathrooms, but we don't give a crap about you, we Yeah,
0: I know. I'm not going to lie. It does freak me out whenever they walk into a bathroom. I'm like, eh, I wish there were a law about this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that happens all the time. It
0: happens every now and then, especially in New York, and they show up with pepper spray. Not this again.
4: Well, we started taking masks off and okay. fighting them and punching them. And uh, they talk about how it's It's fun to punch a Nazi, but the only way they do it is they seem to come at you sideways and from behind and punch you in the back of the head, which isn't very painful. They got Richard Spencer when he was doing an interview, and they're very thrilled about that. I'm not in the same political category as Richard Spencer, but I am to those idiots. And uh, I started taking off masks, and it was going well, and we were punching like really laying into them. We got Two of us got arrested for it. But um, as I'm doing this, I just feel— Fire in my eyes. Yeah. And we go into NYU. My guys can't come in with me, and I can't argue their case because I can't see or think. And then they are left out there to fight. I go upstairs in a secret elevator um, and do the talk. But the audience in the room, Rosenthal Pavilion at at, at NYU, was about 60% people that were there to ruin it. Right. And they did. They just wouldn't shut up. I tried to give them the microphone. I said, "Here, you guys talk." No, that was it was like I was handing them a turd. They they looked in horror at the microphone. Well, but kept saying their dumb chant.
0: To be fair, for campus? people who've seen your live performances, no one knows where that microphone's been. Here is something uh, with with them. You were you were punching them. You talk about them punching you from. I, you know, I was punched in the face. I will say before it became the trend here with union thugs. And remember back then, Young Turks were like it's clear he pun he pushed the guy first, and there was no evidence. That's always the excuse they use, right? He started it, or he was an, now the same. The, the adult equivalent of he started it is he's a Nazi. So let's separate. You know, Richard. Spencer. I completely disagree with his politics. Not a fan at all. He's uh, he's not a white nationalist. He's a he's not a white supremacist. He's a white nationalist. Someone said get that right, and they were really upset with me. But, but you don't identify with him. But the problem is, they I love him though.
4: Him. I think he's a great guy, and he's good to talk to. He's an intelligent human being, and I agree with everything he says. And then he says there's no future for non-whites in America, and I go, what?
0: Yeah, I don't agree with very much that he says. But I don't think he should be punched in the face simply for speaking. But what they do is they say. KKK, neo-Nazis, Spencer, and then Gavin McGinnis, Milo, Crowder, down the list. Every single person is a Nazi. So oh, that's how you justify punching everyone. What's that guy
4: everyone. from Fox who does the mediating of, of panels, town halls, whatever, Frank Luntz? Frank Luntz. I don't think he's on Fox anymore. Well, that guy, he's been attacked for being a Nazi. Really? Oh, yeah. Stay puffed? <laughs> There's no limit. I bet Megyn Kelly's a Nazi to them. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. She looks
0: like she's straight out of a page of Hitler Youth. So they say they say Nazi, Nazi, um, What came? you weren't able to speak. This is why I don't do shows at colleges anymore, uh, because I just show up, you know, I do stand-up. I'm not really interested in the protests. I've seen enough of that. If I can't get out, out there and do jokes, it's, it's, for me, it's gotten to the point where it's pointless. We can see people get really angry, and they don't let you go out there and do a set. Do you plan on still doing more colleges, or has it gotten to the point where the juice isn't worth the squeeze for you?
4: If it makes dollars, it makes sense. I mean, if I can pay off my car quickly, I'll do a few of them. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm not going to go there for free anymore. I'm not going to risk my life for free. But, you know, everything has a monetary value. And uh, I'm happy to go there and talk if they're going to make it worth my while to go sit on a plane, sit in a hotel, have to, you know, risk getting pepper sprayed again. Um, I well, did what get is, a what few is the monetary in, value
0: though. on being pepper sprayed? Like, have you set in your mind, this is my minimum <laughs> amount to be pepper sprayed? Is that your yes. signing bonus?
4: Uh, thousand bucks. Really? That's it? Yep.
0: You undersell yourself. That's not yourself,
4: how much Gavin. I charge for the talk. No, just but, for pepper spray. But it's it's only twenty minutes out of your life. I would. You could pepper spray me right now for a thousand bucks.
0: Really? Can we bring in the studio Thanks. and pepper spray you for a thousand bucks? Give
4: me something. Pepper spray me for a thousand bucks anytime you want.
0: People hold them to it. We are going to arrange the flight, <laughs> bring Gavin McGinnis out to the studio. We will have no medical supervision, and we will pepper spray Gavin McGinnis for a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Would you do it for five hundred?
4: No, no, I'm I'm, I'm very it. particular it does about have this, standards I used apparently. to do. How would you have? How much would you have to be paid for to do? You know this thing and that thing, and my pet peeve with that is when people say, I don't know, like ten billion dollars. Right. Okay. So you'd say no to nine point nine billion? Oh no, I'd love that. Okay, I don't want how much money you'd like. <laughs> yes. I want how much money you would refuse, and yeah. I would refuse. Nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents to be pepper sprayed. Well, I had to yep. ask.
0: Our EP is Jewish, and I knew it was going to be a follow up. So, <laughs> Gavin, um, let me ask. Let me let me ask you this: uh, What's your report card right now on Donald Trump at this point? I know last time you were giving him an A plus,
4: A plus, still A plus, Rolled. still still A plus. Betsy DeVos dancing in the streets. This I, I I just did a video for Rebel where I was talking about all the horrible things the left says about him, like. He's got a CIA director who had a secret prison in Thailand where they may have been torturing people. And I'm going... He has a CIA director who had a secret prison in Thailand <laughs> he was torturing people. Yeah. Like, we're saying the same things now, except I'm cheering and they're screaming. Well, let me let me ask you this. If the left were not
0: behaving so poorly, because there's only so much time in the day, would there be some issues where you would uh, take Donald Trump to task? Some things where, you know, you might go, oh, all right, I'm not thrilled with that decision. Because I have a few things like that. But then what happens is, oh, gosh, the SAG Awards happened. Or, oh, dear, you know, oh, okay, the transparency law with energy companies. Companies, ah, I've got a problem with that, but ah, crap! Dear white people came out, so that just gets bumped from the show map.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, he hired his son-in-law. That's dubious. I have to. I'm not sure. I have to double check his credentials. Yes, Betsy devoted nine million to his campaign. That's looking pretty cronyist. But right. then, I kind of like her if she's donating money to her campaign. And by the way, about Betsy, Amway has donated so yeah. much. To charity. I was talking to your dad about this earlier and he actually schooled me on it. Yeah. Um, well, because you know we Nagee Jared, and I lived in Grand Rapids for a long time,
0: um, and the DeVosses and the Van Andels built that town so much so where we did that college socialist troll. One guy, remember him? That one guy who was like, "Oh, the DeVosses oh, yeah, yeah. and Van Andels are such assholes. Co- I hate them. <laughs> like, I said, "Where do you work? I work for the DeVosses, DeVosses and Van
1: Andels." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like they've they've done uh, unbel- They've invested in hospitals, unbelievable medical. Uh, it's uh, the uh, reason research. it's not Baby Detroit. Yeah, it's the, Grand Rapids it, is like an amazing should, should booming be. town, and it's but entirely it's because of the DeVosses and Van Andels. That doesn't yep. mean she's qualified for secretary of Education. But you know what, Gavin? That's a good example, right? I don't think she's the best choice. I don't think she's super qualified, but I agree with her ideas on school choice. Uh, that being said, she's a decent person. The DeVos's have always been attacked simply for being successful, so I don't have time to say, well, these are my grievances with her. I just have to go, you, you guys are insufferable. Too. You gotta
4: understand, public education is the mafia right now. So, to say I hired someone with experience is like saying I hired Al Capone to help me take down the mafia. No, you need Giuliani. You need someone who is going to come up with a racketeering law that's been dead for 100 years. (laughs) Education needs to be infiltrated. It's corrupt. Yeah. Well, I think it shouldn't exist. I agree.
0: The Federal Department of Education, when you tell someone, you go, well, you know, I don't think there should be. Well, how would we have schools? You were born before it was created. I say to many of those, uh, certainly the baby boomer liberals. My dad went to public schools. Without the Federal Department of Education, they were state run. That was the principle and test scores haven't gotten all that mm-hmm. much better. Their parents are smarter than you out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, wants to, who wants to
4: argue yeah, that the our schools are better, too?
0: Yeah, the schools were better. And that's just one of you've talked about it, right? Where they just go, they just say something as though it's absurd. The left where they go, oh, huh, well, you're saying Gavin's not a Nazi. Yes. Well, you're saying we don't need a Department Federal Department of Education.
4: Yes. It, 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 yeah, it, that's what I'm not. That's what I was saying. Like they've gone so far. Uh, off on their tangent of hyperbole that it's circled back around and you go yeah sounds reasonable yep (laughs) i mean they'll see my i I saw there was a target list for deplorable and they had my picture And this is a guy you gotta attack what did he say well he once said most women would be happier at home and i'm reading it going that offends you that's a (laughs) fact (laughs) (laughs) most men would be happier at home <laughs> I mean, most at home right now. Yeah,
0: most men would be happier not being in a cubicle. When you look at the jobs that many people work, most of them are like, "Yeah, I'm happier at home." It is remarkable.
4: Nah, no, 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 Men are happier at work. We thrive in the workplace. Women, eh. yeah, but not if you're working they're at there, or Slate. Half of them are just Slate. pretending. Yeah, none of you're working at Slate, though, or HuffPo, or in a cubicle. Even that, even those blogs. Look at the writing. Look at the way they say or whatever, and because drugs. And this, this, <laughs> what? I, women are terrible writers for the most part. I will, t- like,
0: I will t- tell you this. I will I, for the most part, but our Courtney and Casey who write for us are, are really the best writers that I've seen anywhere around. I mean, people have been sure. trying to poach them. I
4: am a Riley is one of my favorite columnists. Yeah. There are exceptions, but generally you'll notice they don't even get the whole structure of intro paragraph, three supporting paragraphs, conclusion. It's just a rant. You know what's and it'll interesting? Always be, it'll always involve me search. Like, I wore a sign to the woman's march that said white woman voted for Trump and we need to recognize that. And this is what it was like for me. So right. she's just writing in her diary.
0: Well, you know what's interesting? Actually, he brings up an interesting point. Um, I find that – and I don't always just say the conservative good, liberal bad. I find that conservative female writers are definitively – better than their leftist counterparts if you look at huffpo writers versus courtney or casey mm-hmm. or if you whether you like or not michelle malkin or people like ann coulter if you look at them and you compare them to ariana huffington or writers at uh at wonkett it just as far as quality it, it's as undeniable as the ted cruz bernie sanders debate objective observers have to well, go
1: yeah well, think how much crap they go through i mean not only are you a woman i mean you're 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 villainized as hating you know self-loathing woman so you have to Kind of like conservatives have to defend themselves more because it's not the default position. I, I also think it's – I think p- women conservatives have to defend themselves more.
4: Like your like, Well, like, it's like, like uh, and Coulter says, our blacks are better than their blacks. Our everything is better than their everything. Have you noticed, by the way, with female writers on the left, they always spell names wrong? Yeah. They, and if you spell names wrong, it sounds like a trivial detail, but you know, do you check Strunk and White and the Harvard, uh, review of journalism? And you, they always make it clear that that is a detail that is much more important than dozens of others. I right. mean, it helps you index the article for future, future reference. And especially now with Google, you spell the name wrong the first time it's published. That's what it is on Google forever.
0: This is true. Um, do you, what do you think? Do you think it's what Jared said? Or do you think it's just because we're performance based that conservative women tend to be better writers? I mean, I do think when you actually look at it, it is undeniable, certainly as far as op ed writers. Why do you think that is
4: conservatism in general, the right in general has parameters. So you're a man, you're a woman. If you're an artist, you have to be able to draw a hand. Uh, <laughs> if you're a writer, you have to be able to spell a name. But the left is the island of misfit toys. It's anything goes. It's you can, You're can. you an artist if you put a tampon in a teacup. So inevitably, if you're incompetent, You've seen you're going to want to go to that side where there's no judgments. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: like, ah, yeah, she urinated on a crucifix. Let's give her a grant. She won't have to work for the next four but years.
4: This is why they hate Trump so much because this that gig is up. And it's all about meritocracy now. So when they say he's a racist, what they really mean is he's not listening to our made-up universe where everything is racist and our grievance industry about me being a person of color, blah, blah, blah. He's saying that that doesn't exist. That's my whole raison d'etre. You've <laughs> taken away my, my, my ethos. You've taken away my religion. I know. Now I don't have a job, literally.
0: I remember in college when we were debating affirmative action and they made their arguments, I literally looked at the professor and in my opposition. um, Thank God I was actually assigned to debate uh, against affirmative action. You know, they assign your position. And I just said, it it sounds to me like you're saying, but then the problem is people with the highest grades would get in regardless of race. And the professor just looked at the person, said, yes. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I don't care what the scorecard is. I'm going to... Put that one up on the ledger for me. Gavin McInnes, while you're texting and not paying attention to me, where can people texting, just find you? I'm I was you?
4: scratching my desk with a kid's marker. Why? It's a little nervous habit. I'm nervous around you. You're, you have broad shoulders. Well, this is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, there's no way well, around thing, it. Just, can I interrupt the thing that you were just talking about? If you go to McGill University in our hometown of Montreal, yeah. it is all Chinese. And to that I say, <laughs> why, do you, okay. why does your voice go up an octave? It is all Chinese. It is all Chinese. Why? That's how Scottish people talk. We oh. say, I don't even know the same way he's there in the first place. <laughs> they talk like Seinfeld, all of them. Yeah, if they're all outraged, Chinese. I'm a I don't want to have Gage the outrage by the octave. Yeah,
0: so they're all Chinese. Yeah, it is a meritocracy. And that's one thing that's ironic about Canada, these social justice warriors, but they don't, they don't really understand or necessarily in Quebec play by politically correct rules. Like, oh yeah, there are more Asians on campus. But then they'll turn around and talk about white supremacy or they'll support Justin Trudeau. It really is a bizarre and silly place, Canada. Um, it is.
4: And, and McGill University is bizarre. I was just reading a, right when you called about a student named... Igor Sadikov, and he has started at McGill Punch a Zionist Today, Hmm. where you punch not just Israelis in the face, but I assume Jews and anyone who supports Israel. This, by the way, is a nebbish, ugly little boy who is picking a fight with, I don't know, how how many people in North America support Israel? 70%?
0: Ironically enough, one of the only face-punching lists where... uh, Robert Spencer is safe, so good for him. <laughs> um, we do have to – hey, you know what, I tell you what. Okay, I will put a monetary price on it if you and I go back to our hometown and do a show in McGill. But stand-up. I don't want to go and just do the protesting. If you and I go and do stand-up, that would be uh, – I would be willing to make that trip, and we could go out and maybe broadcast the show live from there. What do you say we, we put that together here sometime in the next year?
4: That would be fun, especially if we dressed up like french Canadian, – Franco-Canadians. yeah. I'll bring
0: Zhang Gi, and you bring the Tranny equivalent, compoundmedia.com. Gavin McInnes, we love you, sir. Come back soon.
4: Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you very much. We have more after this. Not really.
5: Timmy came in for a routine checkup only to hear the bad news that he's been diagnosed with LNED, late night entertainment dysphoria, a common disease often misdiagnosed, there's an easy prescription. Mug Club, mug mugclub has demonstrably proven to reduce LNED symptoms by 46% for only $99 annually, 69 for students, veteran or active military. You too can cure yourself of the disease that is LNED. Oh Timmy, don't be a bitch. Lino with credit.com slash Mug Club. And I don't want nobody. Want nobody. And I don't want nobody. You got that right. And I don't want nobody. I lost. I want nobody. And I don't want nobody.
0: All right, glad to bring up this night. We shouldn't have wasted that time with dancing. This is an important man. You should not have. You know him. He has a national platform. Be more respectful, Jared. You need to be more respectful with your bumps. Senator Ted Cruz, thank you for being with us, Senator.
3: Stephen, great to be with you.
0: I'm glad to have you. I was disappointed I thought you were going to have the Van Halen T-shirt, which you mentioned last time, but next time.
3: Uh, you know, maybe Pink Floyd next time.
0: Pink Floyd. OK, we can do we can do either or. OK, we want to talk about the uh, the debate. We live stream this debate with you and Bernie Sanders. Sorry, Senator Bernie Sanders. We always maintained during the primaries on this program, we said that's the debate we really want to see because it's it's would be the starkest contrast of socialism versus conservatism. Um, for those who may have missed it, I want to roll a quick clip uh, from the debate really quickly to show how Senator Cruz performed.
3: Cannot believe what you just said. <laughs> It's a direct contradiction to everything you ran for president on. What Ted has said is he wants to get rid of all federal mandates. Did you say that a hundred times? I didn't say it once. I will said Ted Cruz. <laughs> I will Turn down for what?
2: Turn oh! down for what?
0: Senator Cruz, um, did you feel like you were I know he's a nice guy. Did you feel like he was just overmatched there? He did not, at a certain point, he seemed very frazzled. Could you see that occur in real time?
3: Well, look, Bernie is someone who, I'll give him credit. He's honest. He's, he's candid. I, I, I frankly think there are a lot of the Democrats in the Senate who, who are socialists who yeah. pretend not to be. Yes. And, 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 and Bernie doesn't. He's very open. He's a socialist. Every problem, he thinks government's the answer. And so, look, there's something refreshing about that candor. hmm You know, I think it's also the case that that Bernie has been surrounded by people who agree with him all the time. You know, when he was debating with Hillary, she wouldn't disagree with him on anything. Right. Uh, And he's surrounded by adoring supporters. So I don't think he's been in a position of actually having to defend what he says, other than having everyone nod and say, yes, yes, free stuff. That sounds wonderful.
0: <laughs> I hate uh, to be adversarial <laughs> with you right off the bat. He did have an argument with Hillary Clinton, and that was over the fact that she got a perfect F from the NRA. He got a D minus. So get your facts <laughs> correct, Senator.
3: I, but true. I, I stand correct. <laughs> that was the only point of
0: difference on the DNC stage. There, like you said, there, there is no difference of ideas in that platform now. It is so homogenous.
3: Well, and it's one of the realities of being a conservative or being a libertarian is when you go out, you have to defend what you believe. I mean, you know, we go, I do town halls all over the place, and, right. I, you know, I'm used to questions from people that, that are raising, whether it's reporters who are always coming after you, or just citizens that raise good questions. And I don't think those on the left engage in a lot of dialogue, and, and when they do, they tend to have one to two talking points. Mm-hmm. And and when you dig down a little bit deeper, there are not a lot of facts there.
0: Well, that that is one thing that was a startling difference. Even um, third-party observers watching this said, you know what, listen, we have to give this one to Senator Cruz. Um, like you said, whether it's reporters, whether it's the entertainment industry, whether it's uh, Samantha B just spitting out pea soup at you, everyone, I think, <laughs> had to acknowledge at one point. Uh, you, your notes just seem to be, you would talk about premiums, how they want up. deductibles how they went up. And Bernie would deal, well you're a lawyer, with these sort of phantom fears, right? Things that had not yet happened. You can't do that in a courtroom where you say, but, but what if this could happen? Well, well, it hasn't. Did you notice a lot of that?
3: Well, look, I'm getting ready for the debate. I studied what Bernie had said in the Democratic debates, and he always says three things. He says that, that healthcare is a right, a human right of everyone. Mm-hmm. And that every country on Earth, every major country pr- guarantees it except the United States. And, and we need to step up and do that. And, and those are his three talking points.
0: You know what? Really quickly, since you said it, I have a clip ready. It's about 35 seconds. I think this was the highlight of the debate. We've tried to condense it. Let me roll this. I, I thought it was beautiful. And I think it's an important springboard for a question I want to ask.
3: Ted, let me ask you a question. Sure. Is every American entitled, and I underlined that word, to health care as a right of being an American, yes I, or no? You know, I'm glad you asked that. You know, right is a word you use a lot. Let's yep. talk about what rights are. Rights means you have a right for government not to mess with you, for government not to do things with you. If you look at the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights, free speech means the government can't silence you when you're speaking. Religious liberty means the government can't control who you worship, what your faith is. The Second Amendment means the government can't take away your guns. And if you believe health care is a right, why on earth did you help write Obamacare that caused six million people to have their health insurance canceled, that had them uh, lose their doctors, well, and for, had people like LaRonda, who can't get health well, insurance, for, can't afford premiums. You're denying her what you say is her right.
0: Well. <laughs> well, 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 for a start. It's like, well, there is no start, Bernie, and there's no finish, I've noticed with him. Um, here's something I think that was really a fundamental difference, and why I would have loved to see this debate on more than just just health care. Um, yeah. People say, well, the right and the left want the same things, just different ways to go about it. I think this showcase, actually, we don't. If we can't even agree on what a fundamental right is, meaning the, the right of liberty versus free stuff, we need to scrap this idea that we're more on the same page than we actually
3: are. Or am I out of line there? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Look, at the highest level of generality, everyone wants peace and happiness and love. Right. But, but when you get down one level below that, I mean, the basic divide between left and right uh, is, is the Democrats, the left of the party of government. They believe in government control of everything. And, mm-hmm. and, and those of us on the right, I think the, the unifying principle is a devotion to liberty. Leave us alone. Keep the government. The government needs to do only what is essential. And other than that, stay the heck out of our lives let us be free, let us pursue our dreams. I think that's the basic divide. Well, I think Bernie, and
0: we've noticed this being on YouTube, you know, being out there with a a pretty young demographic. um, Senator Sanders has lost a lot of people. A lot of people thought, disregarding the honest part, okay, he's an honest socialist, but uh, they thought he was a nice guy. And we've noticed a reaction when he he berated that business owner saying, you know, if it's 50 people, she said less than 50 people. You know, he said, you know, "I'm, I'm sorry, but you have to, and everyone was going, whoa, hold on a second. He always said the wealthiest 1%. For people who didn't do their research, they thought it was billionaires. They thought it was millionaires. But really, he was looking her in the face at that point. And um, I feel like that was a turning point. A lot of people who used to like Bernie said, this changed my mind.
3: Stephen, I think that exchange was the most important exchange of the the night. It was simply a back and forth between uh, one woman in the town hall and Bernie. And and for those who didn't watch it, let, let me recount what happened. She stood up. Uh, she's a woman who owns several hair care, hair care salons in Fort Worth, Texas. And she had, I think, 48 employees. And she said she wanted to expand and hire more, but she can't because it put her over 50 employees, would make, which would make her subject to Obamacare, and that would bankrupt her. And and, and she said, what, what do you say to me? And, and Bernie said, I'm sorry, you're not going to like my answer, but you need to pay for health care for all your employees. And... and and he said, listen, I don't know much about small business or, or hair care or any any of what you're doing, but you need to pay for health care for everyone. And and she said, but I can't. Our, the profit margins in our business are incredibly small. Yes. If I do
0: that, I go bankrupt. Well, that's so important, right, is when you talk about freedom... Y- he has no business concept. He doesn't know what her profit margins are. He doesn't know if he's she's borrowing for for, for payroll taxes or to create inventory, as many small yep. businesses do. Yep. So it's just he, it really is you know it, it preys on greed, is what we talk about. Where it's just if you have fifty, you should give him free health care. <laughs> he, he he gets full Gilbert when he gets mad, and um. It, it, That's a pretty good Gilbert too.
2: <laughs> ah, son of a gun! Any <laughs> more free crap?
0: That's how I see it. when he gets mad. He just yells and he gets red, and you're like he looked. At one point, like he was trying to escape, kind of the the the, uh, the the special care home. as what I will say. The old. Well, folks well you are. know,
3: the follow up exchange with that woman was even more revealing because yeah. he said, "Look, you have health care. Your employees deserve it." And she said, "Actually, I don't have health care. I can't afford it
0: <laughs> yeah. for Oops. me." And so his <laughs> and, solution and, and, would be lay off half so you can pay for yeah. Obamacare
3: or make them part time. Get yourself a, there's no possible solution to that with his his worldview. And what's so revealing when Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama say tax the rich, he means that woman right there, that small business owner. And from their perspective, if you go bankrupt, they put so many burdens on you, you go out of business. Great. You'll all go on welfare. You'll be dependent on government. That's a great solution for them. Right. I I, I mean, it's it's a total lack of understanding of, of what it's like to be in a small business, to be in the world. Listen. Bernie Sanders has been an elected politician for over 30 years. When he was first elected, I think I was in high school. Yeah,
0: he was couch and, surfing before
3: that. And so the idea of how a small business owner scrimps and saves and doesn't pay themselves so they can pay payroll. You know, I grew up with my parents owning a small business, and it's hard, but it, but it's also what makes our economy incredible.
0: Yeah, but isn't it easy to sell this bill of free goods to people who don't know that, right? We were just talking about the Walmart yeah. CEO, 19 million, but it employs 2.5 million people. So if you just yeah. say, How, well, 50 people is when it's free healthcare. Well, why not 40? Why not 60? Changing topics, I would I would kick myself if I didn't ask this. I don't want to do a gotcha moment here, but you and Donald Trump had some really heated exchanges in the primaries. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't know. This. Yes, to, to put it lightly, um, I, I, this is our position. We were not big Donald Trump supporters in the primaries. Um, but now because the left has behaved so poorly, we feel compelled to defend him uh, mm-hmm. on a lot of issues. Has he apologized for the personal things that he said? And, and if not, how do you work directly with a guy like that?
3: Uh, you know, he hasn't apologized. I haven't asked him to apologize. I, I'm focusing on what my job is, okay. w- which is I'm elected by 27 million Texans to fight for them. And, and, and I think we've got an incredible opportunity. I, I'm actually excited about the opportunity it is rare and it's historic for republicans to be given the white house and every executive agency and both houses of congress we can if we actually roll up our sleeves and get to work do an enormous amount of good advance human liberty get government off our back bring back jobs raise wages protect right. the constitution all of that excites the heck out of me yeah and and so you know at the end of the day I'm not looking for someone that I want to go grab a beer with and pal around with. Yeah. I'm looking for how do I do the job I was elected to, which is fight for Texans. Well, I, don't, and, I, don't and mean,
0: that's- I don't mean grab a beer with, but one, you don't want to strike forcefully, considering how personal <laughs> he got. I mean, has he at least been nicer in his communications with you? Oh, listen, everyone has had that guy in the office where it's like, yeah, he insulted my wife or yeah, yeah, insulted my dad. It, it, it seems like it would be tough to get. Has he been nicer at least?
3: Oh, sure. Look, I mean, politics is a bare, <laughs> bare knuckles game right. and, and it was a vigorous primary. And, was. and uh, I tried hard to beat him. He tried hard to beat me and, and he succeeded. And I did. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a I very feel fair grateful way to, look to it. have come as close as we did. We came very close to winning it all. And, you know, we had three hundred and twenty six thousand volunteers across the country. I mean, I mean, that that was an amazing thing to be part of. And, and I feel really grateful for it.
0: Yeah, and, and you did get to have uh, that opportunity with with Senator Bernie Sanders. Was that something? I know you probably knew Hillary was an easier candidate to run against, but was there a part of you that always just thought, man, I'd love to get Senator Sanders on stage?
3: Oh, sure, and and I wouldn't have minded a, a more far-reaching debate. I mean, you know, but it was you know it's interesting. We spent two hours on CNN talking about health care, mm-hmm. and and the contrast. I mean, the entire presidential season. I think the most any topic got covered was a you know, 90-second soundbite where people yeah. just do a couple of talking points. I, and I think Lester we Holt ought to saying, have, you're wrong. Right. We <laughs> ought to have real substantive debates like that where someone lays out a plan. Okay, let's talk about the specifics. Let's talk about step one, step two, step three. let Let's, You know, something like health care matters to every one of us. I mean, it's, you know, it's our moms, it's our kids, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. our lives. Why would
0: I would have loved to say, I know you're a busy man. I would have loved to see a more wide ranging debate, but I really think healthcare is about the only thing Bernie could do. If you debated about, you know, uh, the military or foreign policy, he'd just yell, bank
5: sale!
3: And the
0: debate is over.
3: Um, I think the next hundred days, the next six months, the next year and two years, we've got an opportunity to really advance liberty, defend the constitution. And I'd love your help. we got to do it together.
0: Absolutely. Well, Senator Cruz, that sounds like uh, you're inviting yourself to come back, but we were going to invite you to come back anyway with the pink Floyd shirt, TedCruz.org. <laughs> Thank you so much, Senator. We very much appreciate it. Excellent. We'll be back Thanks,
5: David. after this.
2: Morning grinders, bitch!
0: Thank you so much to our wonderful guests, Gavin McInnes and uh, Senator Ted Cruz. We appreciate you taking the time. We know it was on short notice. Thanks to at not Jared Edward, the sound guy, uh, G. Morgan Jr. had to pee. Had so to pee. he is no longer here. I'm, He's out. I'm kidding. We fired him. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you for this week. Uh, Like I said, next week, we will not have shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because I will be flying out to L.A. doing Joe Rogan's show on Wednesday, the 15th, but we will have a show on Thursday. So uh, we have some work to do in the studio and going out to do that show with Joe. I appreciate him having me on. Looking forward to seeing you then. Always looking forward to seeing you there. Listen, if there's any kind of a takeaway here this week, um, first off, we hope that you were entertained. That's the main thing. We also really, one thing we've talked about, You know, if ever we get recognized in public or if ever um, we interact with people directly by email or when we do some of these calls with fans, we're very thankful. We're incredibly grateful to fans for actually keeping us accountable. Um, If we get a a letter from a fan or someone says, hey, you know what, that you actually need to issue a correction here on the website that this was incorrect or this information has changed. We always do. And if you follow me on Twitter at S. Crowder, you usually see me thanking that person publicly. We want that from you. Genuinely, we do. Um, you know, we prefer that you do it without photoshopping me onto uh, Amy Schumer's body, but I understand this is the internet and it's a silly place. Or so you're plaguing my Twitter stream with naked pictures of. I know who you are. Yeah. I will find you. Yeah, well, it's the birthmark. That was the giveaway. <sighs> yeah. So uh, we appreciate that. We're incredibly grateful. And I, I was actually, I was sort of trained under Andrew Breitbart himself. You know, he was the first person to ever post one of my videos on a website. And you know, I posted it to YouTube. We had some, some pure comedy videos, my brother and I, back in 2006 on YouTube. But the first political video that I ever did that was posted to any website was Andrew Breitbart. Second was Michelle Malkin. And I spent a lot of time with him. And he took me under his wing. And he always talked about how sunlight was the best disinfectant. And so even though we have to edit things for time on this show, I really hope uh, that people um, understand and uh, we never want to betray your trust in editing something out of context to make it seem as though something happened which didn't. And I think... You we, we would agree. I mean, you're there, you shoot on this. We really do yeah, try and try go really to great hard. lengths mm-hmm. e- while still making it funny. And if you see this with Samantha B, you see it with, with CNN, you see it with Bernie Sanders, it really was an ideological difference. I learned this under Andrew Breitbart. That, uh, as I've talked about before, the left relies on left less information. That's how big government works. That's how big government operates. That's how social justice warrior Uh, ideology operates, right? Just racist. Well, how? What's the information? You don't need the information. This is the umbrella term. Well, what's the government doing? We don't need it. We just need bigger government is what we need. Whereas conservatism, because it believes in individualism, can only operate in light of more information. It requires it. And even if we get things wrong, we really do want to operate, and I hope you do in your daily life, in being more transparent, in putting yourself in a position where you're beholden to honesty because that's a good place to be. See you next week.